0: yo
1: is that just your new thing now is it just well we the, talked about that if you fly by
0: yo the, we talked about that a few weeks ago and we kind of decided it and then i dove in in the middle last week i think but
1: if i You've don't have like i didn't yeah. Just yeah it's, it's not just a regular yo it's a drive-by yo mm-hmm. it's like yo <laughs> it kind of
0: is isn't it yeah yeah it's true uh how you doing i'm all right yourself okay what's
1: going on uh so I like to think of myself okay especially in high school I like to think myself I liked to think of myself as a very unique individual okay um like I made a film that like got shown to everybody and won some awards um I was like a class clown I was on like our uh sketch stuff thing mm-hmm. and Still to this day when I run into people that uh from high school era about 1 in 3 will be like, "Oh, Justin, you were the kid that played Magic the Gathering." <laughs> That's your legacy. So I'm getting uh, back into Magic the Gathering. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh also I uh like last weekend was the pre-release and uh it was the first time I played Magic in uh almost a decade. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I was going to mention in the last episode, and I and, uh, didn't get to it because we didn't really talk about the movie that much. <laughs> uh, there's a guy that I watch play Magic on YouTube uh, named Jimmy Wong, and he was Fred in uh, John Dies in the End, and he's also going to be in Mulan.
0: Is Fred was one of the, like the party guys, right?
1: He was the Asian guy that was like, uh, he was like, is this before or after the mall? And he's like, oh yeah, it's before. And he's like, okay. oh yeah, Fred hasn't died yet. He's like, what?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. Uh, and he's the guy that plays magic.
1: Yeah. But he's, he's like, uh, an actor. I guess he was like a, uh, child actor or a young actor. I don't know. He was on like something called video game high school. I looked at on IMDB. I don't know what it is either, cool. but video game high school sounds like it's probably either a Disney or abc family or something like that type thing uh and apparently he's like he like goes to conventions for video game high school he's since he's filming mulan in new zealand uh what are you saying Mulan?
0: mulan from the cartoon like a live action version version of mulan okay
1: and he is is
0: that a weird one to dive into like i know beauty and the beast worked
1: that was going That one was supposed to come out, I think, before Beauty and the Beast. But why? Would, like, it was actually supposed to come out either twenty seventeen. But or when you think of
0: tentpole Disney movies, why would you go to Mulan?
1: I think Mulan is very popular. Is it? Yeah. Maybe is it just because it was. I was too old for it. I think. Like, I think live action Little Mermaid might be a little weird. I think they're doing it. Yeah, but I think that. But might you'd be say a little the same weird. thing Mulan's, about Beauty and the Mulan's easy. But you'd say
0: right? the same thing about Beauty and the Beast. It was weird. I didn't see it.
1: I, it was not good. Uh, yeah.
0: It doesn't yeah. matter if it's good. It matters if it makes money. Pretty sure it True, made
1: money. True, <laughs> but. Uh, you 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 got to look long term, right? Maleficent did well and was mostly widely received well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinderella did well and was mostly harmless. You know. Beauty and the Beast, I think, also... Wait, there's a live-action well. Cinderella? Yeah. Dude, they're doing a live-action Lion King. They're, they've live-actioned the shit out of all... Okay, so maybe I'm off by saying Mulan would be their
0: number two, because in my mind it's the second one, but it's really their 23rd.
1: Yeah, it's like their fifth or To six. me,
0: it seems like doing Ant-Man as the second one. Yeah. Like, but or that doesn't sound like Hulk, it's what it's happening. Which is what they did. That seems less weird to me.
1: Yeah, I know the Hulk is like a bigger character. Yeah. Actually... Ant Man, original Avenger, the Hulk, not. So there you go. Sure. Schooled me. Yeah. Something I didn't care but about. But not in the movies. In the movies, Hulk is an original Avenger, and Ant Man isn't. Hmm. Ant Man isn't even an Avenger yet. Hmm. Hmm. I tried to watch
0: that movie, and then I just vomited all over myself and couldn't do it.
1: Well, it's going to happen.
0: Ugh. uh So you're talking about IMDb. I found myself in this weird rabbit hole recently. Uh,. Mm-hmm. In that, like in one of my prop uh, collecting forums or whatever, somebody referenced they wanted to find whatever car from whatever movie, and they're like, "Here, try this website." And I don't remember what yeah. it was, but it's basically IMDb Cars. So mm-hmm. and it is literally like IMCBD or something like that, right? Yeah. Have you seen this? It would be ICDB. I, my point is, it's it's some acronym know, that that work goes off IMDb and works in vehicles or cars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got there and I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so you could search by film. So of course I searched Maniac Cop as mm-hmm. uh, my starting point. Um, and I was like, as even as I was searching and I was trying to figure out like, what could be the iconic vehicle of Maniac Cop? If there is one that's going to pop up, it's got to be the van, right?
1: Yeah. It's the one that jumps off the bridge.
0: Yeah. So that would be the iconic one. Maniac Cop, not the most obscure thing. Certainly not popular, right? Mm-hmm. There was so much fucking information about Maniac Cop, yeah. like somebody had went through and taken stills of every vehicle and then there was discussions like, I don't think it's a model, this model, and this is just like a car driving in the background. Mm-hmm. I was fucking amazed, like, I I can't believe the amount of effort that people have taken. So my assumption. I love data nerds. I th- love. It's incredible. People who
1: take the effort to do this It's stuff, incredible. Who have this passion for no that wasn't a 1993. That was a 1994. Yes, and it was in this because they were. I know the movie came out in 1992, but it was actually in 1994 because they partnered with Chevrolet to get that out there because that was that was the future, man,
0: dude. But the, but it was incredible. Like the, they went to that much detail for Maniac Cop. Yeah, like I can't imagine the other things. But it was literally like cars that were in the background that there was these big threads discussing which one it was and shit. And I'm like. And then they were like, oh, you need to do that one next. He's like, it's on my agenda. I'm going to do it. But this one took a while because there were 57 vehicles and I had to get (laughs) screenshots of each and upload them. And I'm like, really impressed. And just like, I hardly have the motivation to (laughs) feed my kids sometimes.
1: You hardly had the motivation to read all 57 vehicles and maniac. Oh, I didn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely did not. (laughs) I did not, Um, but it was pretty incredible, and it was just like, if I could find that, like, I I know it exists, but it's just overwhelming to think about the amount of information and time folks have taken to doing, like, the data stuff like you were talking about. It's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. I've always wanted to start, I've always wanted to, like, design my own wiki or something, but the data gathering doesn't interest me at all. Having the data, modeling the data, like figuring out what the data model would look like on the back end, how we would present that on the front end. That seems fascinating to me. Gathering the data to do that, to have data to put in a database and to look at on the screen. Doesn't interest me at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty impressive. Nothing I'll ever use because even then I was like, as I'm clicking it, I'm like, what if I do find the van from maniac cop? And it's like four grand. Like I could, like, I feel like I want that van, but what the fuck would I do it? Like, how would I justify that purchase?
1: you like, hey, honey, we have kids. She'd be like, yeah, we already have two vans yeah, that are. We don't need a 1980. 1980- look, look at how many airbags these vans have. <laughs> like, yeah, but this one was in, in the bottom Maniac of a comp, lake. <laughs> so we know we can jump off of it. Should we ever head off a pier? We can jump clear. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the only vehicle that I know of that is rated to be able to jump clear from. It's true. While going off of a pier,
0: uh, but luckily for me, it was no. I didn't. Nobody said I own this and I'm selling it right now. But yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, it was. But then you could take that information, make and model, and put it into Craigslist or mm-hmm. Cars. dot com or anything. Sure. And you could have. You could have found it. <laughs> you could have found 38 of them. I could have,
0: but I wanted the one. Yeah. That, it would have been a heart it would legit if i had found that and it was not even four grand 500 bucks mm-hmm. and i could have bought the van from maniac cop
1: mm-hmm.
0: of course i was gonna want that right you live in an edition but yeah what <laughs> i'm not saying it's practical i'm not even <laughs> saying i would get it i'm saying of course i would want it right yeah like i would want to figure That's out a way.
1: incredibly incredibly stupid
0: and also of course like all right honestly i just figured out what i would want to do with it i would want to my brother's a car guy we said that right mm-hmm. i would get it in the basement we would pull it apart piece by piece and build it in the room we're <laughs> sitting in and then we would make that our podcast booth we would record inside the van from maniac cop
1: okay that would be pretty pretty awesome that would be pretty awesome right yeah that wow. would make this room unusable for anything else <laughs> can but you imagine the resale cool. the resell? <laughs> Uh, is there yeah. Uh it's got uh four bedrooms, two and a half baths. Uh there's a car in the basement. Uh you know, baseboard heat, you know it's great. Oh, baseboard heat. I don't heat. know. I tried to think you of I even pointed I'm a... to where there's not baseboard heat cuz I I'm a good actor. I have to <laughs> pantomime. Yeah, I just pointed to the baseboard where there is no heat. Cuz of who the fuck has baseboard heat anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I still have uh, ceiling heat. Because yeah. I have a house that sucks.
0: Uh, that's how they, like, get vehicles into mines. Like, when you go into a mine, mm-hmm. they just take them down piece by piece. Yeah. So, I could just find a miner to do
1: that. Or, you could find the rail car from My Bloody Valentine and bring it down in that. I like that. You're thinking now. Yeah. You're thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, I kind of want to find that now. <laughs> like, <laughs> It just went from the dumbest thing to, like, this is now my ambition.
1: <laughs> like, I now have a plan for the rest of my life yeah. up until it happens. After that, no idea. Yeah, no.
0: And then I'm going to be like, what's the next thing? I need?
1: <laughs> What was the cool car from Cup 2? Yeah. Uh,
0: it had to have been the one that he was on fire on. Like, when he's driving, mm-hmm. that would definitely be the one. Yeah. Uh, alas, I don't think it's in the cards for me. Alack. Mm. Um, I feel like we got three movies we should want to dive in. Yeah. All right. Thing from another world. Mm hmm. Synopsis.
1: Uh, there is a remote, uh, station and they find a flying saucer and an alien and the alien escapes and terrorizes them. Good. Overall thoughts. Um, I mean, it's, it's the fifties. It's a fifties monster movie. Um, it it was it was fine i don't think it was like anything amazing like um we would not be talking about this
0: movie if it wasn't turned into john carpenter's the thing no and I, I don't really mean that as shitty as it might sound yeah but we wouldn't be talking about it and shitting on it either right we just would be like that's another 50s monster movie which is just a monster on the loose and then in the third act you reveal what the monster is and everybody's fine right that's all the movie is it's a
1: giant carrot
0: <laughs> it is a giant carrot uh, I had a really hard time understanding the beginning of this movie, both cognitively and orally,
1: because they talk all vaudevillian. Because
0: they talk all vaudevilly, it is
1: hardcore vaudeville, man. Like, okay, I'm I'm going to give you a little bit of a secret. Okay, um, sometimes what I do when you give me a movie that I don't want to watch mm-hmm. is I turn on the English subtitles. And I play it at one and a half speed. And, well, okay. I play it at one and a half speed. And usually modern movies, I can still tell exactly what they're saying. This one, it was just high-pitched nonsense. <laughs> so I had to put on, which, by the way, when I first put in the DVD, it defaulted to having Korean subtitles on. Yeah, it did. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's quality quality printing.
0: Well, I, I'm pretty positive that I imported it from Korea.
1: Oh, At least it would make sense. Yeah. Though.
0: That's why I had it all on the back and art and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, yeah, so can't understand anything. Right. Vaudeville. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they end up getting called to go to uh, where they're stationed. They're in Alaska.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they go to is it the North Pole or South Pole. I was going to so,
0: say the Pole because I wasn't 100%. I'm
1: pretty sure it's the North Pole. I'm going to go with North Pole. Okay. I'm not 100%. I'm at least 55%. Hmm.
0: So you're committed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they, they end up going up there. They get there, and I think it's before they're there. I don't think it's when they're in Alaska yet. Uh, but at one point, somebody wakes, they, they go around waking everybody up. Coffee? To have coffee. Who the fuck wakes someone up to have Coffee.
1: They were all very excited about the coffee. They were. That's
0: the other part that I don't get. What? Coffee. Not sleep? Yeah. Coffee? Uh-huh. The opposite yeah. of sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sign me up. They. Everybody was de- Like, if somebody woke my ass up to ask if I wanted coffee, Yeah. and I didn't need to be, it's not like we arrived at our
1: destination, right? I, I think the first guy was like, are we there? And he's like, no, coffee. And he's like, oh, yeah, coffee. Yeah, the sense. second guy Let was like, have some oh, yeah, coffee. coffee. And then I'll take a nap real quick. Yeah, just like... Are we there? No, we're still an hour away. Then why the fuck are you waking me yes, up? Yes, I did. It's, Wake they me up when we're like five minutes away they, so I can brace for impact. They have
0: no other reason to get up other than to have coffee.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because they're I, on the
1: fucking plane. Yes. That has skis instead of wheels, and that's cool.
0: I can't wrap my head around that. Uh, so they end up showing up, and they start trying to uh, size everything up, right? hmm uh, And they go to the crash site and there's the this this is the best visual in the movie is when they're all there's 10 12 dudes yeah. standing on the ice and they're just standing in this big circle well they circle. they
1: say everybody search out go off in a direction and find the end mm-hmm. and then they all real they all kind of stand there like this is where my end is and they realize they're all in a circle and i yeah that was a really good moment that was the best moment of the movie for me i think so also yeah. yes um and then I have the note here. It's been a
0: while. I've been working ahead so I can be ahead of you. I have get arm.
1: They find an arm. Uh. They find yeah. They
0: find the carrots arm before they know he's a
1: carrot. Yes. The one of the dog bites the dog bites it off. Yes. And they have a fucking arm. Uh-huh. So now
0: they're going to start digging in and, and he's doing like, it's some not shit. bleeding.
1: Uh, and it turns out that it's plant matter. And then he grew it back.
0: Uh, they're instructed to destroy it.
1: Yeah. Um, at at one the, point, there's a woman here, who our hair our hero. Obviously, they have a past and want to have a future. And at some point, she ties him to a chair. Uh huh. And like interrogates him and stuff, mm-hmm. like not in a menacing way, but like in a totally playful. 1950s, kinky kind of way. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty fun scene. uh
0: There's something very alluring about that
1: actress. I don't know if it's like the 50s classiness it's, it's, to it. Is that what it is? It's it is a combination of cone bras. Okay. Because they had like, I don't think they were hard, but they were pointier bras, and tight sweaters. Okay. And there's something about that 50s, early 60s era of cone bras and tight sweaters. Plus, like, the wholesomeness. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's wholesomeness, but also, like, sexy sweat. What I was going to say, is
0: it, like, just repressed sexuality?
1: I don't think it's like. quite librarian-y, mm-hmm. but it's pretty close. Dude, the library I always go
0: to, I definitely have crushes on, like, three of those librarians. <laughs> Not even joking. Average age sixty four and a half. No, average age is twenty two. Probably. Nice. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it's said nice. But nothing. R- nothing wrong with it. But no. Yeah. Um, it, it's much better than the like early '90s where everybody just had giant hair and shoulder pads. Yeah. What was the shoulder pad thing about? Like all the I shoulder can th- pads were in the '80s. and okay. the
1: Early '90s too. That's
0: what I just said. I said the early '90s.
1: Okay. I wasn't talking about... That's what I was saying. reading my notes while you started. Okay. And then I came in to this correct This era
0: you. is much better than women, the way they dressed, yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, with the the bigger hair you mm-hmm. could have, and the bigger shoulder pads, it's like an animal that's trying to make itself appear
1: bigger. It's like those Victorian, like, of the King and I hoop skirts. Yes,
0: exactly. But yeah. on the but top hair portion. and
1: shoulders. So, it... it like
0: going into it, I think like the I think it was like women entering the workforce, right? And they're trying to be that figure that can take the man's job mm-hmm. with the shoulder pads and have broad so they shoulders. Are and peacocking? Things. You think? I, don't, I I have nothing to base that on. I am yeah. just
1: trying to think through. I mean, it makes sense. So your barely at all thought out thing is completely logical in my mind.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it is like a. I was going to say literal peacocking, but that would be wearing a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate when people peacocking misuse th- fucking a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate when people misuse the word literally, so I just got mad at myself for almost <laughs> saying it. And nobody would know about it if I hadn't said that. Um,
1: I do hate that so. I'm pretty sure Merriam-Webster now has a second definition of literally that Which means, means the exact opposite of literally? It's like literally basically the definition that you know of literally, too, figuratively. No. It's one of the dictionaries. I don't think it's the OED yet, but it's like the American Heritage or the Merriam-Webster or something. Like, I've probably
0: ranted about this before, but the word night, the fact that it can be spelled N-I-T-E now, pisses me off so much.
1: I've never... I didn't know that that was a thing.
0: I don't know if it's uh, a dictionary thing, but think about when you see Taco Bell signs and shit like that, and people write notes and says Mm night, like... T-O-N-I-T-E. If it's
1: used in marketing, I never have a problem with it. If somebody types it out or writes it down, I have a problem with it. Oh, it's painful. It's painful. But here's the thing.
0: Every word that I have ever said in my life or will
1: say yeah.
0: is a variation on something else that somebody had said, yeah. and I've turned it into how I speak. Just
1: just watch uh, Money Python and the Holy Grail. They have so many jokes in there that are based around how you've said things in the Middle Ages versus now. Like yeah. Brave Kenigat. It used to be pronounced knigget. still spelled uh, the same way.
0: Did uh Gallagher had this awesome thing? He probably had multiple versions of it where we've he's talked like,
1: talked about Gallagher way too much on this podcast. <laughs> I don't think we've
0: talked enough. Uh, where he's sitting at a desk and he's talking about the English language, so mm-hmm. it will be and he'll just keep flipping words. Like, he'll talk about right, you spell it this way, so night, you spell it this way, so light, you spell it this way, but kite, you spell it this way. And then you keep going back and forth and mm-hmm. he just, he starts at one word and he ends up so far away and just keeps pointing out how asinine everything is.
1: Yeah. Our language is just a bastard of it, bastardization of so many things. My voice cracked twice on the word bastardization. <laughs> bastardization. You said,
0: that was Scooby-Doo right there, I think. I just. <laughs> did a Scooby-Doo voice accidentally. Like, I love Scooby Snacks. <laughs> uh, so, the other thing that this movie does that really annoys me, and this wouldn't have happened when it was released, this is 100% the re-release stuff, mm-hmm. they spoil the movie on the cover. Like, it's supposed to be this huge reveal what the thing looks like.
1: Yeah. And it's on the cover. It's a monster movie.
0: It is a monster movie, but what do you want to see? What should be the reveal be with the monster?
1: I'm sure it was on the original poster, too. You think so? The monster, like, it's like with... Arnold whatever his name is as the Palmer. I'm pretty sure it was like Arnold Nasser or something <laughs> as the monster. Yeah, I feel
0: like they would have tried to save that.
1: But Not what do I 50s, know? Man.
0: I always wanted to see a documentary about movies that misrepresent their trailers or misrepresent themselves in the trailer. OK, like uh, there's one movie that I saw that I really, really wanted. to. Do it. I saw it's a movie called Cold Creek Manor uh, with Dennis. Perfect. Dennis something. Dennis. Leary. No. Dennis. He looks more like Bill Paxton
1: here. Dennis.
0: No. Dennis. Uh, I think he was in uh, the movie Frequency. Yep. I have my brain. Uh, this is really good podcast. This is, yep. This is a great podcast. Regardless. Uh, he. Why am I talking about Dennis? What's name? cold Creek manor? <laughs> uh, but they basically make this movie out to be uh, a, a, a haunted house. Like don't go to Cold Creek manor. It's haunted. And it's not at all. It's like a mean neighbor movie. Um, Quaid Dennis Quaid. There we go. I had the Dennis on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So uh, we have the creature is basically just uh, on the loose he gets quarantined, he escapes, he kills some people, he destroys a chess game. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a monster on the loose. How would
1: you deal with it? Well, if it was real vegetable, I'd steam it or boil it or bake it or roast it. Like what, say that again? So they're like, oh, fire. We <laughs> didn't think of that. Electricity. So, okay. I get that a man in a costume. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot of flame retardant stuff underneath it, Uh right? So they have a scene. He busts through the door. The most dangerous scene ever put to film, by the way. (laughs) He busts through the door. A bunch of people throw kerosene. Well, somebody lights him on fire, and then they throw kerosene on him.
0: Meaning it's either stuntmen, which I don't think existed. It's probably just the actors throwing some sort of... Buckets of
1: kerosene uh, or some flammable liquid. Yes,
0: onto the stuntman, mm -hmm, who who might very well be the actor... Yes. Yeah. And you 100% could get residual spray back onto the people throwing Mm it.
1: It could catch, the vapors could catch fire mid-toss, and it goes back into the bucket.
0: Yeah, Uh, going backwards to a few dozen podcasts. Uh I said I didn't know what happened to Brian Keene with his burn injury. Uh That's what happened with his burn injury. He was burning shit in his yard for his Mm ex-wife and had got, didn't know he got gas on his arm and went to light it up and his arm and the side of his head and everything went up in flames. Like, that is exactly why you don't do that shit. And they had three people doing it in a at least semi-enclosed space. It appeared that way, but it had to have been... Yeah. So dangerous. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't think there was a take two. No. You get that.
0: (laughs) Because they kind of destroyed the set too. Yeah, exactly. Like, God, that is... I saw that and I was like, that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. That is crossing the line into not, it, and also not nearly as like visually impressive as as other stunts that aren't as dangerous, mm-hmm. but that's the thing that's deceit. Like that's what stunt, act- stunt mm-hmm. guys always say is like you get hurt on the ones you don't think about because you don't put as much thought into them.
1: Right. Um, I mean, it's like the, the old Buster Keaton movies. You ever seen any of those? No. Like he was literally scaling a skyscraper. Uh-huh. Like, and he was really scaling a skyscraper. Um, Like, I'm sure you've seen the iconic shot of the house falling over, and he lands right perfectly through the... Is that
0: Charlie Chaplin? Is it? I think that's Charlie Chaplin.
1: Okay, that might be Charlie Chaplin. But Buster Keaton was known for doing a lot of stunts, and Mm -hmm. all of them did that because you didn't have special effects back then. Sure. So you have to make, like, yeah, you have to be 100% certain in all of that. And... You have to act so you can't flinch too hard. Yeah. You could just stand there and fucking tense everything up and be ready. But you have to act like your character and be completely unaware yeah. at the same time.
0: I just read a thing and it was like a tattoo artist and he was like, somebody was leafing through their binder and he's like, what the fuck, dude? Did you really tattoo this? He's like, yeah, I did this. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's, like, "Why, Why would you do this? He's like, that guy was a huge... Nazi and he wanted Hitler on his chest. I'm a tattoo artist, so I fucking gave him a tattoo on his chest. And he was like, "Are you kidding me? What a piece of shit. You tattooed Hitler on this guy's chest?" He's like, "No, dude, look closer. I tattooed Charlie Chaplin on his chest." He thinks that it's Hitler. <laughs> and then he looked at it. He's like, "Oh my god, that is Charlie
1: Chaplin." <laughs> you know what? I would immediately leave that tattoo shop. Cuz you wouldn't trust the guy. Because if he did Charlie Chaplin and it looked like Hitler, maybe not the best <laughs> portrait artist. Uh,
0: I really wanted to see that picture. There was no photo mm. with the diatribe. Um,
1: they burn him with electricity.
0: They burn him with electricity.
1: The end. Literally the end. Like The scientist wants to study him and is like, we made you no harm and smack. And they burn him with electricity. They do. And then the writer is like, I'm writing a story by dictating it to through the radio. The end. Uh, and He is the best off-the-cuff writer ever. Mm-hmm.
0: It was pretty impressive, the shit he was spewing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he wrote it in his head several times, but he didn't look off any notes. No. Mm. He had oh. that monologue prepared.
0: It was good. Um, so my son had his tonsils out.
1: Mm-hmm. So I got to hang out with him for a week. So we should be in like that seven to t- ten day mark like right now. We should
0: be. Um, dude, it was really sucky. Like, it was like having an infant again. Like, he wanted, he could have pain medicine every three hours. Mm-hmm. And after every two hours, he was like, I want some fucking medicine. My throat is killing me. Yeah. So we'd have to wait for an hour. So he's in pain, feels shitty for an hour. Mm-hmm. Including overnight. So overnight, yeah. I'm waking up with him every two hours. Than having then having to be you have, upset to, wa- you have to
1: watch him be in
0: watch your son be in pain for an hour exactly is- and then we're like all right hey good good news you get to take your medicine i don't want to take that shit it tastes bad <laughs> like so then you'd fight for 10 minutes to get him to take the medicine while trying not to be frustrated because you know he's in pain mm-hmm. uh he's already a daddy's boy as it is so he's always attached to my hip let alone when he's feeling like shit yeah and he's attached to me and then he would sleep for a few hours by himself, but he'd end up in our bed and I'm so exhausted. I'm just like, whatever. But his breath smells so much like shit. Like it's, it is because they, they've cauterized everything in his head, man. Like Mm -hmm. you could look in the back of his throat and it's just all gray burned flesh. It stinks so (laughs) fucking bad. And he just wants to be all up in my face constantly like I told him I wanted to strap a dryer sheet around his mouth so so he could breathe on me, (laughs) but we didn't have to go in and like do the recauterization or whatever again. So that was, that was good. Um, but, uh, we're on day like six and he hasn't pooped. So we're really kind of paying attention to that now. Is that a side effect of the medicine? It is because the anesthesia and then the pain medicine, both. Uh, so as long as his stomach's not hard, it's okay. But, uh, yeah i'm ready for it to be done man ready for it to be. you thought
1: he clogged the toilets before yeah that's what i was thinking i was like (laughs) just when he has to go take him into the backyard it's gonna be be a basketball
0: yeah (laughs) instead of a cannonball it's gonna be a basketball now yeah so it was my week and it was kind of painful so yeah
1: at least for him yeah and yeah i mean i'm I'm really the real victim here yes of course I'm the one that had had the pain. At least you're the one with the microphone.
0: It's true. Uh, what did you watch next? Did you watch the thing? I, w- I watched the prequel next. Watch the prequel next. Because that's right. the order you handed them to me. Sure. Eh?
1: So that's what I watched them. Sure. Uh, synopsis. Uh, researchers at a remote location uh, find a spaceship, and an alien, and the alien terrorizes them.
0: Real quick, give me a synopsis for John Carpenter's The Thing.
1: Uh... Researchers at a remote location find a dog, turns out to be an alien, and terrorizes them.
0: Nice. Yeah. Good. We'll just save ourselves that hassle for later. <laughs> Overall thoughts on the thing prequel.
1: Okay. If I could sum this movie into one word, that word would be, why? Okay. Why? Um.
0: So, mine might be the same thing, but it might be a different inflection. Like, a little sadder. Like, why? And and what I mean by that is, you talked before about they had all of these amazing practical effects ready, and then they just CGO'd over the top of all of this shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really what disappoints me. Start with,
1: why are you making a prequel? Like, I understand that's what everything is, but come on. So, I I disagree about I that. Don't, I don't think everything's precious. And I know you have, I want to see the same story told a million times by a million different people. Whatever. But this, this isn't really a prequel. This is more just like fetishizing the movie. Well,
0: here's the thing. When I first saw when this first came out, they didn't say this is a prequel. It was the thing. It's a remake that surprises you at the end by the facts that it's a prequel. Okay. Okay. So, so that's why I had asked you before how long it had been since you saw the original. Mm-hmm. Cause I had this huge gap between. So when this was coming out, it's a remake. It's called the thing you, and if you think about it, it follows the same pattern as John Carpenter's movie, right? Yeah. You have the same things. You have most of the same gags that are tweaked slightly. You have two dudes that look like Kurt Russell and Keith David that are yeah. there that are the American guys. Right. Um, and it's not until the very end, in theory, that you realize that it's actually a prequel and it's not a remake. That's what I thought was really cool, having put more time between it and not knowing when I saw it fresh um, that it wasn't that, it, But now people talk about it and they original, automatically say the prequel. But, the, but when this is just coming out mm-hmm. and it's just the thing, it's a remake. So if you think about the gags that happen and things like that, the chest opening up, what is that? It's a remake. Yeah. So you're watching a variation of something. You're watching a remake that turns into a prequel.
1: I was just like, if they ha- if they heat up a coat hanger, I'm going to be pissed. Because they were going through all the beats. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, all right, let's dive in. So uh, we are
1: looking at the wrong thing. Talk to me. Uh, there's a researcher lady. Okay, well, it starts off with the, like, they're driving down the ice and fall in a crevasse.
0: Yes. Uh, and then we immediately are, have the alien spaceship. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Uh, they end up letting an alien escape.
1: The original people? Yeah. When did the alien escape? Are you talking before the the stinger? Like, the thing? Yeah,
0: the beginning of the movie.
1: Where was there an alien escaping? I remember them in the thing, and then they turn on the lights, and you see the spaceship, and then boom, the thing.
0: Oh, it says alien start. Never mind. You're right. My bad. Forget about (laughs) me. Sorry. I was thinking about how it ended up on the ice, but that's because they decided that it had started to walk away from the thing. So they have a spaceship. Mm Mm-hmm. And they start gathering up their team of everybody. You got Jeff Goldblum coming. You got wrong movie. (laughs) That's what I always envision. Like all of these movies start with like calling in in these. Alien needs to have Jeff Goldblum in it because I agree. That's not a bad philosophy. Um, So they start pulling all these people together to start researching this shit, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Including you don't care, but I do. Tormund Giantsbane. Excuse me. The guy who speaks both English and Norwegian. Okay. Red hair, red beard. Okay. That guy? I assume Game of Thrones? The Game of Thrones. Nailed thing. it. His name is Tormund Giantsbane. Mm mm-hmm. uh, He calls himself Giantsbane because he claims to have fucked a giant. Uh, also, he. That's also, a huge bitch! He also claims that his penis is as big as his forearm.
0: I feel like that could be very easily provable if one wanted to prove that
1: uh he also says that one time he fucked a bear and you like this guy yes but they've hinted at him getting together with another character named brienne of tarth wait hold on a second who is my favorite character and if they put them together i will fucking wait destroy everything this might be big for me the
0: character claims those things or the guy does the actor character claims oh i thought you were saying the actor claims these things No, tormund Giants Bane. i thought that was the guy's real name nope so that's, that's the character's name okay so this whole time i thought you were talking about this actor was mm. saying this shit and nope. i was like what the fuck is wrong with this guy is a piece <laughs> of shit if he's d-. okay that makes me feel better all right yeah. so you like his character yeah he's a good character.
1: uh he's a good character in the books okay that makes me feel better i legit thought you show. were saying
0: that that actor was saying that and i was like <laughs>
1: <laughs> no Okay, That's it's good. It's from the books. Good.
0: Uh, so the alien, the they end up finding the alien, right? Yes. Uh, the in the ice. They cut him up, or cut him out, mm-hmm. bring him home, uh, or bring him back to their their crew. Yeah. He escapes, and like there's a bunch of drunk
1: people. Well, they and, I, they drill into it. Yes. And then they hit him. Mm-hmm. Or it.
0: these people, like, have the quickest sobering up ever. They're just like, there's a fucking alien on the loose. And they are immediately like, I'm sober. Alien. (laughs) Sober. That's all it takes. They should do that when you want to drive home after you've been drinking everybody. Just tell your friend that uh, there's an alien and then they'll immediately sober up.
1: Yeah. So this brings me to problem number one with this movie. Don't drink a drive. That was not. Yeah, don't. Ever. Uh, Problem number one. We see it way too much. Way uh, too we, much. We do see it a lot. Way too much. Okay. Like, yeah. I
0: don't know if we see it all that much more than we do in John Carpenters*.
1: It's always like in the shadows, or or something. Um, in John Carpenters*, it's like you have you have the famous scene where the head comes off and skittles skitters away, and everything. But usually, it's like in shadows, and it's kind of this amorphous blob or whatever.
0: I disagree a thousand percent. It's like
1: this insect thing, which, you know, is that what it looks like? Or is that it's whatever it last mimicked? Uh, So,
0: all right. So John Carpenter's thing you don't see in shadows. You see that shit. You see the dog with the tentacle things that look like worms flapping all over. You see him turn into those things. You see the charred flesh. You see when it, Opens up and its stomach turns into a giant mouth. You Mm -hmm. see uh, the crab walking head. You see all of these things. I don't think anything's hidden by shadows or tricks. I think you were fucking looking at some incredible uh, in-camera effects. And I don't think they shy away and use those tricks at all. I think that it looks shitty in the 2011 movie because you're looking at pixels.
1: No. Uh, You're
0: looking at pixels. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah. But you, I don't feel like, I feel like there's a menace to the fact that you never, like, okay, the dog part is a good example, right? Like, it's dark, they're using flashlights. Sure, you don't get the totality of the creature. You don't get the totality. Okay, I'll,
0: I'll give you, that's fair. But I don't think that they're hiding in shadows. I think... I think the problem with the remake is because it's CG, they can show you the whole thing, and they show it running around. Yeah,
1: just because right? you can doesn't mean you should. I agree. Don't and have it running through the hall like, like the chick's body, like half opened up. That's just a mouth and legs. Like that looked stupid. I, I don't disagree, um, and that's where
0: I really feel. So the like the guys that created this were the guys that did Pumpkinhead, that did Alien that did tons of movies like this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that did the practical effects that they pasted over. Yeah. Um, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Because like a lot of the stuff that does look really good, you look at and realize that's the practical thing. Like the charred bodies towards the end. That's real. Those are real.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and they look great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Uh, even as simple as under the microscope, where they have like the cells overtaking the other cells. Mm-hmm. It looks that could have been straight from the eighties version with the horrible cartoon of the cells. It was yeah. fucking terrible.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, As far as the fetishizing of the stuff, I, that doesn't bother me. Those are like the little Easter eggs that I enjoy seeing. And it is, a, it is a clever way. I think to make a remake, having it be a sequel so that there is, it's just it's it's an entire movie filled with Easter eggs.
1: I think that there's a difference between an Easter egg and a huh, huh. See what we did there? Aren't we clever? And I think that this was more the latter than the former. But I understand that that is a fine line, and that line is in a different place for everybody.
0: Um. So you said you were waiting for them to do the blood test with yeah. the hanger because
1: they were like, uh fire and he was talking about his test that he's developing and obviously like later it turned out to be some sort of chemical test or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: uh but we didn't do that for the movie that we haven't talked about yet so we didn't do a blood <laughs> test we had another way to figure it out right what did you think about what was this way and what did you think about this way
1: so she finds fillings uh plus a titanium hip or like leg or some sort of titanium pins or something and she realizes that it can only copy organic matter, not inorganic matter. Mm-hmm. And so everyone open up their mouths. If you have fillings, you're not a thing. Yep. If you don't, it doesn't mean you are, but we can't rule you out. Yes. Uh, and yeah, that I thought is the one clever idea. In this I story. thought it was
0: clever, and I think it was particularly clever because it still can coincide with what the American group in John Carpenter's version could like, if you did, if this was one big story, there's no reason both of those things can't coexist.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, and that this movie does do a good job, not a great job. That'll be saved for later Mm -hmm. of creating that distrust and that sense of questioning everybody and who is who. And you know, um, somebody leaves by themselves for one minute. Can you trust that they are that person now? It does an okay job. It does a good job of doing that. Not I, great.
1: Yeah, I feel like there weren't enough quiet moments, and that's what I feel like the original has. Sure, is those yeah, quiet moments. I would agree with that. There were too many loud moments mm-hmm. for the tension to build. Yep, you had all that like, like the quiet tension of just. It's hard to talk about this movie without talking about the other movie. Yeah, it is. I think we're we're already kind of intermixing. Okay, up. so let's talk about like the the. The coat hanger scene, sure. the, the the blood scene, mm-hmm. that is, I think, one of the most tense moments in film history. That's like amazing. The tense scenes, it's incredible. It it perfectly follows that Alfred Hitchcock, um, you know, you know, there's a bomb under the train, but they the, they yep. don't or whatever mm-hmm. under the table. Uh, it follows that amount of tension, and it does it perfectly, and it's an earned jump scare and then like fucking hell breaks loose and it brings you on to the next part of the story. And it's just, it's a, it's a perfect scene. I well,
0: think. that's the thing that's so great about, I guess we're talking about both of them together now. Yeah. So the great thing about John Carpenter's the thing is that everything completely progresses to the next thing. Mm-hmm. There's no, let's figure out how to work this scene in everything. A hundred percent progresses. Like, why the fuck are these random dudes shooting at this dog? Yeah. Let's meet people. We're going to go about our day. At the end of that day, there's a fucking monster dog in their cells. It's right. not the right word. <laughs> Kennels. Kennels. Um, and it immediately is just off and going from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything 100% just progresses. And there isn't that feeling. Like, you know, my my... My, uh, I was going to say lament or, or whatever. My, my negative feelings that I have towards slashers. And that's because so many of them, are, are they have to reset, right? So you, you kill somebody, and then you have to reset back to zero. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't do that at all. Everything is just building on the next thing and right. building on the next thing. Because and, you
1: build tension, and then you release some of it, and then you build more on top of that. Yeah, and, and it never Whereas ends. Whereas a slasher... You you completely release all the tension.
0: Yep, I agree, and that's it's done so well. Not only because there's a monster, but because you don't know who else you can trust. Like every time I watch this, I find myself kind of consciously, but I try to put myself in their shoes, and I'm like, all right, well, these two dudes just went away together. If one of them is the thing, why couldn't both of them be the thing now? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a hundred percent the degree of of mistrust. Constantly from them, and you see that most between McCready and Childs, right. like who are kind of frenemies through the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and between the practical effects, and the biggest thing is that tension that they build the mistrust between everybody. Uh, it's kind of hard to top that.
1: I would say John Carpenter's a thing is for me one of those perfect movies. Um, one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I can't think of anything that I would really change other than maybe the whole dynamite scene thing. But even that's fine. Um, the one thing that I have is the
0: datedness and of the absurdity of the computer scene.
1: I, Wilford see, Brimley I like that. I or, like, yes, it, is, it, it does timestamp it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he can just open that up and dump the whiskey in there. I'm not talking about that. Uh, I'm talking
0: about Wilfred Brimley when he asks the computer,
1: like, what is this
0: thing? Yeah. And then it spits okay. out the answer. Yes. Yep. And then he says like, how long, what will happen if this makes it to the world? Yeah. And that's the one okay. thing. And for me, I think that timestamps it pretty harder because <laughs> yeah. it's not it's just, just this is the era no. that it lives
1: in. It's, this is the era when it was made, and here's what they think the future is. Exactly, yes. And that, I think, timestamps it more than yes. the chess computer. No, no, computer with no, no. The-, the chess
0: computer doesn't bother me at all, because that's not about the chess computer. Yeah. That's about McCready, mm-hmm. right? That's about Kurt Russell's character. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. The one that bothers is the other one. And uh, I don't know. So there is one thing that I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. okay? Uh,
1: John Carpenter's? Or- John Carpenter's. Okay
0: and are we done talking about the prequel i don't know because it sucks uh i don't think it sucks i don't think that's fair i think it's it's fine but i think it's disappointing i think it's disappointing like that they they could have came so close and they and they didn't do it if
1: that if john carpenter's the thing didn't exist and that was a movie by itself it would be fine Mm -hmm. um it would be it would be added to the genre and it would just be like oh you know we've watched you know alien and sunshine and all the you know event horizon and everything <clears throat> what's a good like what's sunshine um it's a um space station movie oh, or something i've never seen <clears throat> do you want another thing of water w- <laughs> i'm good <laughs> it takes it's yeah yeah it's a good movie okay uh but yeah let's watch like a uh an alien kind of horror movie sure you know the thing that's a thing that exists it's a fine movie let's watch it um so here's my question Yeah, it's unnecessary
0: and i don't know the answer to this
1: so would
0: it be better if they didn't have the opening shot of the spaceship landing so here's my theory if it's just the thing Mm -hmm. then you have the dog show up and there's a monster is it a monster dog is it what, what is going on and then you have the reveal of it being an alien is that better it just see every time I see that I question that and I'll never be able to know the answer to that and mm-hmm. I imagine they debated that and I think that's probably goes back to his love of the original at the very beginning of the original you're like this is an alien spaceship mm-hmm. and that's him telling you from the beginning this is an alien movie
1: yeah.
0: um, but I feel like that might might have been a missed opportunity I don't know
1: yeah, I don't or it it's uh it goes to the dramatic irony thing of now we know that this is an alien movie and it's no, not, not a an characters alien. do. It, true. So sure. you know, that's the we know the bomb's under the table, but the people sitting there don't. Sure. Um that, those would be the only two
0: things that I could possibly critique about the movie at all i think all the performances are fantastic everything is thought of and thought up so well uh the big question
1: mark at the end is huge see like i feel like on a surface level there's no question mark and then if you go a layer deeper there's a total question mark but then if you go a layer deeper then there's no question mark because it, it tells you what the answer is there is no answer it's been very clearly said by carpenter and
0: everyone involved there isn't an answer or is there <laughs> it's one of those nerd things that you could never stop arguing so, about because there isn't an answer and that's all I they want the you two to biggest do
1: biggest questions for this movie are is child the thing and i think yes and mccready knows it and number two is when did wilford brimley become the thing
0: uh those are great questions i mean uh, i think
1: those are the the two biggest head canony type of things um yeah,
0: and there's not a right answer.
1: But I have answers for both and reasons. Of course you do, and you're right. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> uh,
0: do you want to give those to us? or?
1: Well, I, I Child's is the thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if I'd buy the... Uh, he put gasoline, because that's some, what some people said. He put gasoline in the bottle or something. And so when Child's drinks it, he knows that he's the thing. I think that there's something else about the bottle that leads him to know. But I don't know if it's I don't think that there's any indication that it is he swapped the liquid. But
0: but if you're going to make that argument, you Kurt Russell was already wrong. He already told the doctor he knew he was the thing earlier when they're doing the test. Yeah. He's like, now I'm going to show you what I already know. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to save you for last, I think, or something. I'll save you for last because I already know what I'm going to find. You're the thing because nobody else could have done it, right? Right. So there's like that moment of calm, and then he, you're not expecting anything to happen on this test, and he tests it, and that's when you get the pop. Right. And then it turns out the doctor wasn't the thing. So if you say McCready knows he's the thing, McCready already knew the doctor was the thing, and he was wrong, so he's unreliable. I, I don't believe what McCready thinks because he's already established – and he should be. He's paranoid of everybody. He's going to shoot everybody if he's in doubt of them, right?
1: Sure, but he did the test. He figured he concocted a test. He performed the test and it revealed results, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think Child's left, got absorbed, came back as a thing. And when he hands him the bottle and he drinks it, that was the test because he hands him the bottle. He takes a swig and then McCready smirks, and he's also definitely got the flame flower, flame thrower on his back. So I think that, yeah, he's gonna sit there and eventually immolate him mm. before we can we'll get. We'll never absorbed. know. There was.
0: Uh, I don't know what movie it was from. I saw like an age regression. It just said like, and this might not be real, honestly, mm-hmm. it literally was like age regression is crazy now. And it had an image of Samuel L. Jackson from what is an upcoming movie. Yeah.
1: Captain Marvel. Okay,
0: sure. And it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like we could totally get another thing with Kurt. R- like uh, Quentin Tarantino had been talking forever about doing a Vincent Vega. uh Uh, Oh, shit. What's Mr. Vinny Vega is John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Who's Michael Madsen's character other than Mr. Blonde? His real name. It's a Vega. I
1: don't remember. It
0: doesn't matter. But they're brothers. Did you know that?
1: I don't
0: know. So John Travolta's character so. in Pulp Fiction is the brother of Michael Madsen in Reservoir Dogs. Okay. And he had a had or he obviously still has a script yeah. for those two as a prequel to both of those movies. And he said it'll never get made now because Travolta and Michael Madsen are too old. But then yeah. I saw that and I was like, Why can't we have this fucking Vega movie now, man?
1: Yeah. Well they've been Marvel's been doing that. Um they've been de aging people. Um, not for whole movies. But then again in two thousand and yeah, 2011. You probably haven't seen Captain America, right? Uh, Yes, the first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what they did with Chris Evans seven years ago, I think was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I uh, thought it was two different actors at first. So did I, the whole movie. And then I learned later that it was the same. And I went back to the theater and watched the movie again. And it was like... This is fucking bonkers. But we he also... Li- we
0: live in the future. But he also did a bunch of shit himself, right? Like, a lot of that is him putting on a bunch of weight and muscle, right?
1: Yes. Okay. I mean, if you watch him in Fantastic Four, he's already a buff guy. Yeah. But he got fucking ripped to be Captain America. I mean, uh,
0: he turned himself into a comic book character. Yeah. Like, literally, like... He,
1: yeah, he gave himself the surface serum. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Steroid. <laughs> uh, no, it's... I have absolutely no I'm not actually making that claim to be on to be fair <laughs> to be fair to Chris Evans I he probably got ripped the old fashioned way Yeah pain, uh pain and suffering <laughs> yes I think the but I think whatever happens at the end you know isn't as interesting I think the more interesting question is the Wilford Brimley question because like uh when he destroys the radios is he the thing?
0: And I don't think so. I don't think. He I don't think either. he is either. I think he became the thing after they went out, after he went out and got mm-hmm. locked out there. Yeah. Um, and me- I
1: think that there is a big, there is one big piece of evidence kay. to support that, which is they, you know, they keep checking in on him, and the last time they check in on him, there's a noose. And so I think that he was getting ready to kill himself. Sure. And that's when the thing got him. Makes sense
0: buy it uh we met Wilford Brimley he was on a hover around he did
1: he was it was fun <laughs> I've never I don't think I've actually ever seen somebody drive one of those in person before really and let alone Wilford fucking Brimley <laughs> the man from the oatmeal commercials uh he wasn't particular he wasn't rude by any means
0: but no. he wasn't overly excited to be there <laughs> no
1: he he was he, definitely he was he, a cur- he was yeah. a,
0: he was a 70 year old 70 something year old man 80 yeah. year old man
1: yeah yeah D- you know Doing some work. Did your Scott Wilson died? No. Who's that?
0: Uh, Herschel from Walking Dead. And he was in Beyond the Mask, oh. which we just watched.
1: Hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Died. That's sad. Yeah. Also said, Chris Evans just wrapped on Avengers 4. He's done being Captain America now. Spoilers.
0: How often does that work out for people when they go try to go out on top? Like, Well, to be fair, he's
1: probably fucking rich as hell and doesn't need to do it anymore. I know,
0: but like, it's always worse Like when David Duchovny leaves X-Files to be a huge star and then right. comes back to do X-Files.
1: Right. Um, what I think is going to happen, because he says he wants to get behind the camera, a lot of actors do, and I don't begrudge him that, uh, what I'm guessing will happen is there will be no more... Captain America movies with Chris Evans as Captain America that but that he will be a support character he will I don't know if they're gonna literally hand the mantle over to like Falcon or Winter Soldier or some I don't know third what that is. Entity. I know I'm just talking okay sorry you don't have to know what I'm talking about sorry <laughs> you don't have to apologize either mm. I don't know if they're gonna hand the mantle over but I'm guessing that he's gonna be there in some sort of support role probably Probably not as Captain America. Probably just as Steve Rogers. Um, To be like, hey, Steve, what do I do? He'd be like, this is what you got to do. You got to eat your vitamins and say your prayers. So
0: I feel like I could watch those movies more than I could the others. Uh, And by the others, I mean like really getting into the Batmans and Joker movies. And Mm -hmm. like the fucking Spider-Mans are really what pisses me off. Like how many times do we need to redo these and but the he's origin. in
1: the MCU now so it's, it's done constant like he's do you, as Peter it, as Parker a Parker has that's had not, his final origin story
0: as a guy that's not into that though you yeah. get how frustrating like I don't oh, need yeah. to see Uncle Ben die 50 fucking
1: times stop showing me this yeah just get to it I mean it was real good in Toby I almost said Toby Heath Toby <laughs> McGuire's run Toby Heath Who's Toby Heath? I think he might. Oh, that's Toby Keith. I don't know who Toby Heath is. <laughs> uh. Um, It was real good. He was Uncle Ben was real good in uh, the Toby Maguire ones. Uh, Real bad in the Andrew Garfield one. And isn't in the other Spider-Man. There's no origin story in Spider-Man Homecoming.
0: Uh, explain why he there's is. so many Jokers. Why are there so many Jokers now? Uh Okay, so you had the old school fifties. I get it. Yeah. You have Jack Nicholson, I get it. Uh huh. You have Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. I get it. Yep. I don't understand why Jared Leto is the Joker.
1: Because they need because the Joker was gonna be in that movie and they need someone else to be the Joker. Okay. You can't just have another actor play the Heath Ledger character. Because A, everyone would fucking revolt. And B, the Joker is somebody who uh, different authors, different different comic book writers have had a different take on him throughout the era. Is he
0: supposed to be the same one? Is he supposed to be Ledger's Joker? Or is he just a different one? Do you really want to get into this? No, probably not.
1: Because there's an answer. Okay.
0: I don't think I care enough. <laughs> there's an answer. Go ahead. Give me the answer.
1: Okay. In the comic books, there was only one Joker, right? Okay. And it was always the Joker... Uh, but then they retconned a bunch of stuff and Batman got to ask a God a question. Uh, he asked him two questions. First one he asked him was who killed his parents. It's a joke. Cool. I believe maybe that's just the movie. I don't know. He asked him who killed his parents and who's the Joker. Hold on. You just said he got to ask God
0: a question. And yeah, then did he questions. pull the genie thing where he was like, can I have five more questions? I didn't read this, so I'm I'm just
1: trying to remember the
0: lore. He uh, just
1: tricked God. He got to ask God two questions, apparently. Why two? I don't
0: know. I can
1: kind of get
0: one, but if you're going to limit to two.
1: I don't know. <laughs> but he asked who killed his parents and who is the Joker. And that's when it was revealed to him that the Joker is actually three separate people. Bum, bum, bum. And so that explains the different eras uh, of different Jokers. Because there are actually three Jokers. Sweet. I thought it was really dumb. That seems really
0: dumb. Like, yeah, why he, do you have to have God tell you that? Can't <laughs> he just find out that there's three fucking Jokers?
1: He's the or world's greatest liter- detective. How is he going to do that?
0: But can it literally just be like, I'm the joker actually died and this douchebag is going to turn into the joker again i don't I like don't know. you just have a copycat joker i could make 50 jokers right now
1: you could <laughs> remember that thing about how you wanted to you want everybody to make us the same story i over do and, and now i'm
0: bitching about it
1: yeah weird and remember how i said that would be real bad yeah. <laughs> weird mm.
0: <laughs> i guess if it's i like the characters that i want to see more of them but if it's spider-man i don't care that much i guess
1: Meh. yeah
0: do i need to ask you which thing you prefer
1: the thing from the 50s which is okay the prequel that i think is completely unnecessary or the movie that i th- is on my top 10 maybe my top five greatest movies of all time yeah I which think one is a perfect movie the carrot movie right yeah it's the carrot movie <laughs> <laughs> It's official vote. uh
0: it is probably one of the greatest horror movies ever made right
1: yeah, I well, my I maintain it's either this or The Exorcist. Um, I, maybe I just say The Exorcist because that's what everyone says. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy The Exorcist. Um, I don't think The Exorcist is a perfect movie, and I think this is a perfect movie. Though, so, yes, the computer thing could be changed. That could be taken out, and it would be fine. Probably yeah. better. But it's a perfect movie. Just fuck you. <laughs> I you. <I> <laughs>
0: this sentences is back to back like i could change this thing and make it better but it's perfect mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah okay good uh you have your cognitive dissonance i'll have mine yeah no
0: no i'm not saying that uh i'm judging you for it i just think that uh i i would not be doing my job if i didn't point that out mm-hmm. um next week next week next week i'm assuming you agree it's john carpenters absolutely okay next week uh first movie first movie so never did I think that we would have this much anticipation for this movie built on ourselves.
1: Okay. Um,
0: it's a good thing. But like when we watched and talked about the movie that this is related to, mm-hmm. I had no idea like going in that me, let alone you, Uh, would have that much to say for it. And I think that you are looking forward to this movie as well. Uh,
1: This is a movie from the producers of Tales from the Hood. Uh, It is called Tales from the Hood 2. Uh, Yeah. And Spike Lee. Yes, also producer Spike Lee. That didn't work with my cadence. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, the, the front is some sort of butler and who's is, that butler uh it's keith david oh, who we shit, just saw keith
0: david it's child's bro
1: yeah man keith david look old looks old that's sad it's, it's life i mean yeah <laughs> uh he is serving up a platter with a skull full of gold teeth and fucking fire sunglasses.
0: He's basically serving the f- cover of the original movie. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah, looks cool.
0: So, what are we going to see? Same writer director for some of the segments. What are yep. we going to see?
1: Uh, I expect four tales to inter intertwine. Okay. Because uh, four seems to be the number with these movies, and four was the number for last movie. Uh, i expect a great one uh a not so good one and two that are pretty all right good
0: sounds like a good prediction yeah um so there was a handful of things that i debated when we went to watch these movies or we went to the what i could pair this with because as soon as this came out i was like we got to watch this movie right like Mm -hmm. you and i both kind of jerked off and really had a great time with tales from the hood yeah um so I was like, we could do Get Out, that seems a little obvious, mm-hmm. and we don't want to solve every racial problem right. on the podcast. we got to leave some I, hanging I out I have there.
1: an idea that maybe we should talk about for if we're going to watch Get Out. Okay.
0: Um, then I thought about doing a killer doll movie, because I had said that I was debating about that one, but it turned out it wasn't the last segment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I watched a movie, not for the podcast, just on my own. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I got to fucking talk about this. So they're not related (laughs) really at all. Other than like, these are just two movies. I really want to see Tales from the Hood too. And I got to talk to somebody about this movie.
1: Okay. So this is Russ needs, needs to talk to somebody. Yes. This is Russ therapy hour basically. Yes, exactly. So second movie. Oh my God. Why?
0: Have you seen it? No. Why are you saying why?
1: Because I know how, like, everything I've heard about this movie says it's terrible. This is the movie that, like, you know the director and star of this were a couple, and this movie broke them up. No, I didn't know that. At how
0: terrible everything about it was. Um, Okay, so that's not what I heard at all. Okay. Well, you're, you're, go ahead, and then I'll talk. Nobody knows what we're talking about.
1: Uh, This is Jennifer Lawrence in Mother! Exclamation point by Darren Aronofsky. Uh, so what? Yeah, this is Darren Aronofsky and Jennifer Lawrence were a thing. Okay, and this movie was so bad. Their experience on it was so bad. Uh, the reviews and everything I think were so bad that they broke up over it. Okay, so I think they may be back together. But here's the, here's Marianne the thing: has been watching Daily Pop. So if it
0: was just a giant piece of shit, universally, then I wouldn't want to. I feel very strongly about this movie, okay. one way or the other. Okay. And I think it has like a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which okay. sounds bad. But here's the thing. When it debuted at Cannes, literally 50% – don't quote me on the numbers, so I shouldn't say so literally. you're misusing literally again? i misusing literally. 50% of the audience gave it a standing ovation, and 50% booed at Cannes. Okay? Okay. And, like, that 53% Rotten Tomatoes rating is basically split 50-50. Like, half of people are yes, like... Yes, that's what 53% fuck is. You. It's basically 50 no, no, no. That wasn't fair. <laughs> fuck you. That's not how that... Fuck you. You're missing my point, okay?
1: That's fine. I'm okay <laughs> to your point. That shit was funny. Okay, you got that.
0: So, basically... People, it's so divisive in that people are like, This is the worst piece of shit ever. Fuck you and fuck this movie. Mm -hmm. And 50% of people are saying, This is a masterpiece and everyone needs to watch this. It is a piece of art and needs to be upheld as that. Like, very much, are people, even before I watched this, I knew that that's what people were doing. Like, you, you. there's apparently no I've middle. only heard the negative parts and, and that's why I want to see this cuz regardless of what my side is I'm hoping you disagree with me
1: okay so this has nothing to do with horror at all and it's just no this nothing to do with horror this
0: uh was absolutely categorized as a horror thriller movie okay um see
1: I had, I knew nothing about that other than that
0: all I knew was that it was categorized as a horror thriller and it was incredibly divisive like okay. literally people on opposite, and that's incredible that 50% people can gave it a standing ovation, and the, the other part of him booed. Like,
1: Here's the thing, though. I think both of us, a decade ago, were in our pretentious indie film, everything is great phase. We were. And I feel like we've both moved past that. Mm-hmm. So uh, now I'm, I guess, intrigued to learn about, to, to talk about these things with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one in particular. So... That's my book. Not
0: related, but I saw this and I was like, I got to talk about this.
1: All right. And mother.
0: Luckily for me, I have a forum in which to do so. So, And if I did think that this was just a piece of shit, uh, I wouldn't be giving it to you.
1: What about How Comes to Frogtown 2? Well, that's a different thing. You knew that was a piece of shit.
0: I, did, I hadn't seen it. I knew it was a piece of shit. <laughs> um, but I knew that it was in fun that we could take it apart, right? Mm. Um so, I'm not playing my hand with what I think about this movie, but my whole point is the fact that it is divisive. Statistically speaking, we're going to...
1: Okay. I have a question for you before we leave. Okay. I, I want to know... Um, shit, what the fuck is the name of that movie? The The Darnovsky movie with Hugh Jackman. The Fountain? The Fountain. What did you think of The Fountain? I hated The Fountain. Okay. What did you think about The Fountain? I hated The Fountain. Okay. I know a lot of people love that. Um... And I generally love Darren Aronofsky. I think that that is a pile of garbage. Uh, So, yeah. I guess I'm pseudo excited.
0: (laughs) You're going to have some feelings. I don't know what they're going to be. I
1: guarantee you I'm going to have some feelings.
0: (laughs) Uh, Justin, what else you got for us?
1: Mother, do you think they'll drop the bomb?